You know, they tell people that you have to hit rock bottom, you know, before you can really start changing the direction in your life. They tell that to you when you're younger. Wait, wait until you find out that there is in fact no rock bottom and that no matter how bad you think your life is right now, it can always get worse. And it will always get worse because that is the way life is. Dies in your house exclusively on Least Coast Radio. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are that of my own and are not of my employer. until November of 2020 to get our act together as a country, as a nation, to correct this injustice. And the biggest injustice in the world was allowing a foreign power to install a criminal into the White House and turn an administration into a fascist crime syndicate. That must be corrected. And we only have a little, there's only one more election we have to correct it, or this whole thing is over. If you don't know what Staten Island is, it's like New York's abortion that lived. I never met any of the founding fathers, but I'm sure if they were listening to Least Coast Radio right now and brand new episodes of Dies in Your House, they would agree with the sentiment. And you can follow us on Twitter, at Least Coast Radio. Get us on Patreon, at Least Coast Radio. Vote. Blue Wave 2020. Let's make it happen. Least Coast Radio for the least heard voices. Every weekend. We here on Least Coast Radio are trying to fight the rising tide of fascism. The noun fascism is usually defined as a governmental system led by a dictator having complete power, forcibly suppressing opposition and criticism, regimenting all industry, commerce, etc., and emphasizing an aggressive nationalism and often racism. Yeah, we don't we don't want any of that in America. So we gotta we gotta stop it. We gotta put out the fire now. Not even as liberals, as Americans, as patriots. As people that like democracy, the only thing we can do right now to fix our country is use our weapons. And our weapons are our voices, our handmade signs, and social media. Get the message out there. Voting. Voting is key. Elections have consequences. If you don't know what Staten Island is, it's like New York's abortion that lived. Representing Staten Island. Staten Island was no joke. Hey, you. Who's in the house? Dies in your house. 
What is the word, peeps? What goes on? It is the weekend. We are back here on Least Coast Radio with another action-packed edition of Dies in Your House. This is a vehicle to help people understand and gain the urgency in the field of we need to vote. We as Americans have a lot of problems, but our number one problem, we have a voting problem. And if we don't, if I don't stress the importance on the one platform I have to do so, then I am complicit in the downfall of democracy and the slip into fascism. Because what happened was a hostile foreign power installed a fascist crime syndicate into 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, and we are paying for it right now. And if you want to know what fascism is, hey Alexa, uh, no. Hey Google. What is fascism? According to Wikipedia, fascism is a form of far-right-wing, authoritarian ultranationalism characterized by dictatorial power, forcible suppression of opposition, and strong regimentation of society and of the economy which came to prominence in early 20th century Europe. Yeah, I didn't ask it what a list of American values was. I asked it what fascism was, and all of those words that describe fascism are not things that are American values. We are a democracy. We vote. Everybody's vote counts, no matter what Joe Rogan or Alex Jones told you. You know what I'm saying? So this podcast used to be me, you know, complaining about things, having fun. I'm a fu- I, I used to be a fun person. I swear I was. I had funny stories. But then November 2016 happened. And I can't live my life accepting that as normal so and that's my fault as so i come on here every week my podcast used to have an old format now it's got a new format we come here 20 minutes a week but usually 30 minutes a week but between 20 and 30 minutes a week we keep it short try to keep it digestible because if you open up wherever you're getting your podcasts and you see four hours You might not get excited about that. But if you see, unless it's something you're into already. But me personally, I'm looking to get more people into this. So spread the word. Tell people. Go on Apple Podcasts. Search for Jay Porks. Get brand new episodes of Dies in Your House every weekend. And if you go to patreon.com forward slash Jay Porks. That's where you will get the audio of the Jay Porks podcast every Saturday. But if you become a East Coast Radiohead. You will be getting the podcast on Friday. That's right. I'm inside baseball. I am recording on Friday morning. And we are going to get it out to Least Coast Radioheads on Friday morning. And on Saturday morning, we will get it out to the world. And on Sunday morning, it goes on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. Recently, I've been talking about how Apple Podcasts has been really... It's been a little wonky for me when I go to hit play on my podcast. I think I might have figured out what it was. I wasn't downloading the podcast. You gotta hit the little cloud button first. There's a little cloud and there's an arrow. You hit that, then the podcast should play. So every Sunday, you're gonna get that on your podcast app, you're gonna get that on YouTube. Every Saturday, you can go to patreon.com slash jporks and listen to it. And, if you feel like joining the Least Coast Radiohead community, you will get, by becoming Least Coast Radiohead, you will get not only all the perks of the level that you join, whether it's level one, two, or three, you will get the podcast a day early. You'll get it on Friday. 
So you'll already know what's happening, and you won't have to wait till Saturday to do so. I'm experimenting with this, seeing if this is something people want. Before we get into, like, what I'm going to talk about today, first and foremost, the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are that of my own and not that of my employer. And delving further into that point, the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are that of my own and not that of my employer. And to be honest right now, the only thing in my life that is helping me have some sort of, any sort of enjoyment whatsoever, any sort of joy, any sort of wanting to get out of bed in the morning, it's my job. So like, again, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are mine when I'm off the clock. I will never talk about work on this podcast because that I like work. And if I'm talking about things I like, that's not entertaining. And I'm a company policy guy. So views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of my own, not that of my employer. Work's good. Everything else isn't. Like, when I say brand new episodes of Dies in Your House every week, like, yeah, it's Dies in Your House. From this house, forever, trapped here, will never be able to leave. And if you can't tell by my open and by, you know, my mood right now, really not having the best time. Really not having a good week at all. That's not your fault. It's not anybody's fault listening. But if you are listening, go to my DMs, at jporks on Twitter. Find me on Instagram, at diesinyourhouse. Send me a message. Talk to me. I'm having a rough time, and I need help. <laughs> nothing crazy. Nothing like no, nobody. You know, I'm not gonna die, but I really, really could use like ears to talk to. So if anybody wants to help me feel better, please reach out to me. Dies in your house on Instagram. Jay Parks on Twitter. I've done the obligatory. Change your Facebook profile photo to the all black. You know. Just so I can let people know that everything sucks. But. Something I can't do. Is enough. Is stress the importance of elections. And stress the importance of us. Getting out as a collective. And taking our damn country back man. This is not normal. Let's go over a couple of things that happened this week. This week, I believe on Monday, I went to Washington Square Park to see Elizabeth Warren. Now, I got called in to work earlier, so I did not, I was not able to stay for Elizabeth Warren actually talking. So I'm not, I don't want to sit here and be somebody who pretends things, but I was there. I was there when door, when doors open. I was there like five o'clock or four or five o'clock. I got some pins. I talked to some people. I took some pictures like, and I just, you know, it's weird. I live on Staten Island, conservative hotbed of New York city. And like, 
I... It felt so good to just be surrounded by people, even if it was for a little while, to just be surrounded by people who, you know, are not fascist Republicans. You know what I mean? Like, a bunch of like-minded people who understand that we need to inflict some big fundamental change on America. And again, I will support the Democratic candidate and I will not be boo-boo face about anything because that's not what this election is about. We will learn from past mistakes. We will learn that if our number one favorite candidate doesn't make it to the top of the ticket this time, we will learn that the only way to help that candidate make big change in government is if that candidate, if we support the Democrat like that candidate is doing, so then that candidate could have a future in Democratic politics. Because we have an opportunity here to take, to take all three houses. It's possible. Is it like, is the Senate likely? No. But it's possible. And I feel that if we have the voter turnout of 2018 midterms, which I'm pretty sure, and somebody could correct me, but I'm just, I'm pretty sure that midterm turnout is always lower than turnout for the general. And we killed it there. We need to replicate that in 2020. And we need candidates that get us excited. Candidates like Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren is my favorite candidate. I'm not afraid to admit that. Some people say Elizabeth Warren can't win. Why? If we have the same turnout we did in, 20, in 2018, if we increase that even more, if we do more voter drives, if we make sure that people know that we need to vote and we let them know the issues, and we repeatedly let them know the issues, and we repeatedly hammer these points home on our podcasts every week. And maybe in the break room at work when we're going on our 15 minute break. Or maybe on the bus talking to strangers. You know what I'm saying? For instance, I was on the train the other day. And from a distance, like down on the other end of the train car, I saw a guy wearing a MAGA hat, right? The guy's fucking miserable. He's sitting there. You know, his uh, head, his face is in his hands. And he's he's got this mean, like, this angry face. Like, frustrated. And I wanted to go up to this guy like, yo. What the fuck's your problem? You won, yo. You won. Enjoy these four years. I need, and I need to tell this to everybody wearing a MAGA hat. Enjoy this. Because we're taking it away from you. Guns. We're taking those away. The right to tell women what to do with their bodies. We're taking those away. The right to deny public education. Funding it needs. To help our youth of America. Grow up to be. Uh, to be. Contributing members of society. We're taking that away. We're taking away the Republicans right. Everybody wearing a MAGA hat. We're taking away your right. To make those decisions. And that's it. 
There are more young progressives than young conservatives. And we will win. So I like Warren. I love Warren. She speaks to me. If Biden's the nominee, I'm loving Biden. Biden's gaffes are not hatred, are not lies covered in hatred. His gaffes are gaffes. He says the wrong thing sometimes. He has some, he has a stuttering problem that he has admitted to. And also, he's been making these mistakes for 20 years, so it's not an old thing. It's not an age thing. Joe Biden, if Joe Biden would win, supporting it. And with that, we would support the entire ticket. So everybody is Democrats. You know, we're excited about our candidate right now. Our, our handful of candidates we got that we like. But like when we're down to one, we have to channel that excitement into the general. And hope, and hope that not only does that lead us to the promised land at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, but we also need that to trickle down the ballot. And we need Democrat, Democrat, Democrat every in every line. We need people to understand that there is one political party that cares about you in this country and it's democrats <laughs> if you want a third political party or a fourth political party then start that then have those people run for senate have those people run for the house of representatives have it let's let's experiment with that in there not in the presidency so don't be i don't want to see any third party candidates we can't do this again we can't make the election a meme. It's not funny. I understand that you were tr you're trying to get younger people to vote. So there's like... Ad campaigns that kind of make things meme-ish. Just to make, you know... Make it appeal to young people a little more. But like... The young people that are voting are not young people that need to be... Need to see Pepe La Frog memes. To understand that it's important. Lay out the issues. Did anyone see the, the back to school commercial? From Sandy Hook Promise. And I believe Mom's Demand Action was in on that too. That commercial? You should go watch it. Look up back to school commercial. Guns. Sandy Hook. It is scary. Somebody showed me at work the other day. And I was like, first of all, I can't believe I'm not the one showing you this. You know, I can't believe, like, it was reversed. You know, because I'm usually the, the, the poly taco at, at work. And that's what I'm going with, by the way. Because I'm, I'm not a political science major, and I'm not a politico. I'm not somebody that, you know, necessarily is an encyclopedia of political knowledge. I am more of a poly taco. Whereas, you know, sprinkle a little of this, sprinkle a little of that. But this message is easy, you know? This is an easy message. Hey, we need to vote. Why? Because we want to live in our America. Not the America that basically just serves as a, as a, as a backyard to rich white people living in big houses, not sharing anything with anyone. It's like having a block party and inviting one family on the block, you know, not letting anyone else in. Why do you have all this stuff? 
You have all this stuff that you don't need. Share. And listen, man. We got a whistleblower inside the government. I guess that's I guess a whistleblower would be from inside the government. Saying that there was Trump was telling Ukraine to do some to like investigate like Giuliani called the Ukraine and was like, "Yo, you need to investigate Joe Biden." And they're like, "What, what are you talking about?" And like, "Yeah, we'll give you aid." Like there was some sort of if you do this, you will get you will get this from us. And that is called quid pro quo. And I mean, I hate to be like I don't want to just be like a broken record, but this is something that merits removal. That's what this is. This man not only needs to be removed from the Oval Office, he needs to be put in hospice care. This Grandpa Don is not at all healthy for the country. We're slipping further and further into an oligarchic regime. Country run by rich people. And if we're not going to shoot our shot, then when are we going to do it? You can't say, oh, I'm going to give up vote. I'm going to give up politics for a couple of years, not pay attention. What? No. You need to get involved. You need to be active. You need to be figuring out ways to register people to vote who aren't registered to vote. You need to help people that didn't vote know how easy it is to vote. And you need to let them know. Where they, you know, help them find their polling place. Help them find the information they need on their candidates. That's what you can do. Increase voter turnout. That should be, as a, as a liberal, that is your main goal right now. We're not sitting at a table discussing why we hate this Dem candidate and why we like this Dem. It doesn't matter. There is no hate. This is why I like this person. Oh, okay, this is why I like that person. Cool, but if at the end of the day, we're all voting for the same person, right? Right. Cool. That's what it is. That's what it needs to be. Can't stress it enough that, like, you know, if you just go back and listen to, to Hillary Clinton tell you what was going to happen if you didn't vote for her, all of that stuff happened. She was right about everything. It was like The Simpsons when The Simpsons do it five years before it happens. That's what it was. She told you everything. Laid it out. People made memes. People went to pizza parlors. People listened to Alex Jones. And now this is where we are. And it is not a good place. It's not a funny place. It's not, oh, oh man, it's, it's okay. No, it's not okay. The America you know may not make it out of this rough patch. We need to fix this now. A fire could only burn so long before your house is gone. And I don't know about you, but I may not be the biggest fan of my house, but I don't want it to burn down. Same said for my country. I may not be the biggest fan of every single thing we do in America. 
I may not be the biggest fan of every single thing our military does. I may not be the biggest fan of everything our government does. And I'm not the biggest, I'm not a fan at all of anything our government's been doing as of recently. But, it's still ours. And the only way we can make it better is if it survives. And if we get fire extinguishers right now and put this fire out as quickly as we can and fix it get it back to running get it back to running progressively into the future and I don't think that Joe Biden is the worst thing in the world for that I'm sorry but I told my aunt I told my aunt Esther, I said she asked me is Warren my candidate and I said yeah well Warren's probably my favorite I said if this was a Joe Biden rally I probably wouldn't be going which you know may not be true I wouldn't take off work for Joe Biden. I didn't take off work for Elizabeth Warren either. I was off that day. I had two days off that week. So I went. And I, I went because I had work at 10 a.m. the next day. But I got a text at about 6 o'clock that said, Hey, do you want to move that 10 a.m. to 6 a.m.? And if anybody knows me, they know that I earlier the better for me. Like, I'll come in early. I'll leave earlier. That works for me. I like early. I'm, I'm a more... I'm, I'm not not a morning person, you know? So I hung out, and then I left, but... Like, if that was a Joe Biden rally? If it was that nice of a day, I probably would've went, too. I mean, I wouldn't have gone to a Sanders rally. I would've gone to a Beto O'Rourke rally. Pete Buttigieg. And let's... I think Pete Buttigieg needs to be, like... I don't know how to say this. We can't let him get into the mud too much because like in four years, like, or in eight years, like this guy's young and he speaks well and he has good ideas. And like, I don't think that this campaign should like, you know, taint him for the, you know, the rest of time. You know what I'm saying? I think that he should stay prepared I think he should keep his staff together and be ready for future runs at future offices. There are Senate seats. Speaking of Senate seats, this is real quick. This is this is something that may not matter. Joe Kennedy is primarying uh, Markley in Massachusetts for his Sen Jeff Markley. I think it's Markley for his. Senate seat in Massachusetts. Joe Kennedy already serves in the House of Representatives. So obviously he's trying to make an upward move. But Markley's all, the guy he's gonna prime that's all he's gonna primary a Democrat. And it's not a Joe Manchin Democrat. Like if that was Joe Manchin, I'd be like, go for it. Fuck that guy. But like I don't know how smart of a move it is. Especially since I mean, if you were confident in your fellow Massachusetts elected official Elizabeth Warren, then wouldn't you just line yourself up to take her seat when she's president? Or Veep? Isn't that something you would do? Wouldn't you assume even wouldn't you assume that you have confidence in your party enough and that you were gonna do enough to increase voter turnout enough? Whereas we had a Democratic president, Democratic Senate, all that stuff. 
And then therefore we can have Elizabeth Warren put in the cabinet. Like maybe head of like, uh... I don't know, something where she could tell the banks to fuck off. You know, in, in layman's terms. We can do that. Wouldn't you have confidence in that? So I don't know what Joe Kennedy's doing. But we'll, we'll see. I mean, he's trying, he's, again, he's shooting a shot. Shoot it, boy. Go for it. Whatever, just don't drool. Because last time I saw you talking on TV, you were drooling. And maybe, maybe the hair doesn't need to be that red. It's a little distracting. But again, we can't destroy young Democrats. So, like, maybe Joe Kennedy doesn't successfully primary this guy. Which, imagine that. Imagine a Kennedy not winning an election. But anyway. I mean, besides being shot, that's how they don't win elections. But, like... If he does it, then we got Joe Kennedy. You know, if he does it, if, he's able, if he fizzles out or whatever, okay. He's not an old guy. He's still got his, you know... He still got time in politics. Same thing with Pete Buttigieg. Like, he's a young guy who America might not... There might be people, parts of America, unfortunately, that aren't ready for somebody like Pete Buttigieg. But in terms of... He's not a radical liberal. Like, besides besides the gay part, like, he's mad Christian and he quotes uh, biblical text and stuff like that. He can appeal to a lot of of middle-of-the-country people. Beto O'Rourke. The passion Beto O'Rourke has is insane. And I think it's crazy that he's polling so low. But, you know, there's a lot of candidates. There's a lot of candidates. Remember last time when there was, like, a tiny primary and people were like, oh, we didn't, uh, you know, elected, selected, not elected. Remember that? Remember when we lined up a candidate who was going to win and you all rebelled against it? Okay. So now we got 20 people and people are like, oh, there's so many, huh? Like de Blasio ended his bid today. Mayor Bill de Blasio. And yo, listen, locally, we can give Bill de Blasio all the shit in the world, but if Bill de Blasio was president, America would be awesome, yo. Let me tell you about some of the things New York has. Childcare at three years old. Like, you know, they have free pre-K. Now they have pre-K three. It's free. For everybody in New York. It's free. That means you can get to work on time. You drop your kid off at school. Then go there early. And it doesn't cost you any money. Minimum wage is $15 an hour. I make well above that. But minimum wage is $15 an hour in New York. I mean, we don't have, you know, any legal recreational plants for sale, but like, it's decriminalized. We're a, a city of immigrants. We're a city of diversity. We're the safest big city in the world, in, in America. Like, so yeah, we can give Bill de Blasio all the shit we want. I poke fun at him all the time. And I poke fun at his son's afro, because I think it's fun. But, like, in reality, like, Bill de Blasio, if he was president, would be awesome. And, like, 
the country would be awesome. And most of these candidates as president, the country would be awesome. Way more awesome than it is now. So, we got whistleblowers. And the, the campaign... Trump's whole thing with the with the re-election campaign is going to be, you know, the FBI, you know, investigates me, and they don't leave me alone. And, like, in reality, if you didn't do anything wrong, this wouldn't be a bother to you at all. But the problem is, is that you've been a criminal, you've committed crimes every day of your life, and you deserve to be looked at. And you should have been looked at a long time ago, and the FBI is an independent body doing its job. Bill Barr is a cover-up machine and all of these swampy things that go on in government a lot of them could be fixed a lot of the simple there's a lot of simple fixes and we could fix them by voting democrat and i need you to not overthink this one november 3rd 2020 we go to the polls we vote democrat down the line and everybody in america is doing better everybody from second number one everybody would be doing better that's the that's the country I want to live in. so again I'm sorry if I'm not really excited I'm, so, I'm sorry if I'm not not excited let me not say that I'm sorry if I'm not really energetic this week I've been feeling down and you know just hasn't been the best week so if you want to talk to me I would like anyone to reach out for me reach out to me and let me talk your ear off about things that are really bothering me this week so again this podcast every week is all about voting blue to save america and if we don't vote blue to save america we are not gonna have an america and you know listen Healthcare, climate change, education. These are things that Democrats want to help you with. These are also things that Republicans want to take away from you. These are things Republicans don't want you to have. Don't let Republicans bully you into thinking that because you're a Democrat, that you somehow want some sort of all-out, outright socialism. Because that's what they're gonna, that's what they always say. Ignore that. We must mobilize, we must come together and end the biggest threat to our country, our country's ever seen. And that is a compromised president of the United States of America. Dies in your house exclusively on Lease Coast Radio.